This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the 33rd Sunday of Ordinary Time, the 18th of November. The film industry over the last half century at least has had an increasing preoccupation with the subject of apocalypse. It's included everything from the world being overtaken by aliens to global diseases obliterating mankind to natural disasters of every kind. We think we have weird weather in these islands, but for people living, for example, in the so-called town of Paradise in California, we have no idea what extreme conditions and suffering means. For the church at this time, the end of the year brings with it thoughts of the end of the world. Apocalypse. That Greek word means uncovering, rather in the same way that the Latin equivalent revelatio or revelation means also an unveiling, a drawing aside of the veil. Something of great significance is being disclosed to us. That is, the full significance of the resurrection of Jesus from the dead and what the implications are for us. So the readings and prayers at this time are full of references to apocalyptic events, the disintegration of the world, the destruction of earthly temples, the resurrection of the body, life everlasting. To prepare us for all this, the Church asks us to adopt an attitude of purification. The need for purification in our lives is something even those without any religious faith see as important. Detox regimes and other body pampering therapies all have the aim of trying to restore our bodies to a more healthy, natural state. Our spiritual nature, our soul, needs this too. And hence the evolving of those spiritual exercises, which have the aim of bringing body and soul into a healthier state, a more perfect harmony. Now, our Catholic faith is big on the need for this purification. It's achieved through penance, and mortification during our life and after death this purification is called purgatory. Now this is sometimes a misunderstood place. It isn't some kind of lesser hell but a place of mercy, love and desire for God. It's a reality which also reminds us to pray for our loved ones, the faithful departed, constantly. This is what the Catechism of the Catholic Church says. As for certain lesser faults, we must believe that before the final judgment, there is a purifying fire. He who is truth says that whoever utters blasphemy against the Holy Spirit will be pardoned neither in this age nor in the age to come. From this sentence, we understand that certain offences can be forgiven in this age, but certain others in the age to come. Now, as revelations go, this is quite something, that the mercy and forgiveness of God is extended to us even after we have died, provided, of course, we don't die in a state of complete alienation from God or in unrepented mortal sin, as we call it. This is the teaching of the Bible, as when we read in the Old Testament account of the life of Judas Maccabeus, who sent an offering to the temple in Jerusalem for an atonement sacrifice to be offered for those soldiers who had fallen in battle. The inspired monitor comments that this was a noble act inspired by a faith in the resurrection. 
And in the New Testament too, St Paul teaches that nothing impure can enter into the presence of God. Blessed John Henry Newman would write in his hymn, Help, Lord, the souls that thou hast made, the souls to thee so dear, in prison for the debt unpaid of sins committed here. It's this same faith that moves us to have masses offered for our departed relatives, friends and benefactors when they die, and also around the time of their anniversaries. The Mass is the power and prayer of Christ to the Father for the salvation of a particular person on earth or the souls in purgatory. Our ambition in this life should be not only to get to heaven, but to bypass the possibility of purgatory so that we can enjoy the life of God in heaven immediately after this brief sojourn on earth. We can do this by constant attention to our lives, through penance, and through that daily process of purification that reminds us we are redeemed and won by Christ. Whenever we attempt exercises of purification for ourselves and for the holy souls, we will have the experience of believing we've done something worthy and meritorious, not for self, but for the love of God and our loved ones. We ask Mary to assist us, as mothers do, in striving for perfection and encouraging us not to grow tired in that race for the prize of eternal life. Let us pray. Grant us, we pray, O Lord our God, the constant gladness of being devoted to you, for it is full and lasting happiness to serve with constancy the author of all that is good. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.